Chapter Eight of Eighty Seven by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eight. Will you? They stood together in the shadow of one of the tallest trees, Miss Mildred Powers and little Vine Wilmeth. There, the child said with a sigh of satisfaction, looking up into the sunlighted branches. I've brought you to the very prettiest spot there is in all the grove, I think. Here is just where we stood that day. I know it by the letters in the tree. Can you read the letters? And we planned what we would do when I was twenty-two years old. Wasn't it funny? It was rather interesting, I think. Where is that friend now? The sigh was a trifle more marked this time, and had no satisfaction in it. He went away, she said simply, and I have never heard a word about him. I don't know what he is doing, but I am sure he is a good and smart boy wherever he is. Winter Kelland would not be anything but good, and he was very smart. Oh, Winter, Winter, sitting dolefully at this moment on the milking block in Miss Putnam's back yard. If you could hear the quiet assurance of tone with which your faithful old friend says these words, wouldn't your conscience feel a sting? He must be a very pleasant friend said mildred sympathetically when one is good and smart there is little else to be desired he isn't my friend now said truthful vine that is i'm his friend you know and always shall be but he doesn't remember me why are you so sure of that and a smile played over the lady's face why because i never heard a word from him you see and it is three years since he went away three years ago to-day we came out here to the tree and he made the letters well but what sort of reasoning is that he has never heard a word from you either has he yet you say you are his friend and always shall be why can he not say the same of you i think it is very different there was not the slightest hesitancy in vine's manner her head was dropped a little to one side in contemplative mood and there was a quiet sadness in her tone which was amusing to her companion and also a trifle touching you see he knows just where i am i have stayed in the same place well we moved out here of course but then we go to the same post office and he could write beautifully miss powers he liked to write and if he remembered me and and wanted to remember me he could have written a letter just as easy but I don't know in the least where he is, and so, of course, I could not write to him. Besides, it is different with him. He goes to a great splendid school, I suppose, and sees ever so many people, and reads books, and is busy all day, and has a great many friends, and of course he wouldn't remember one little bit of a girl. Miss Powers had much ado not to laugh. I don't understand why you are so sure of all this, she said, but her tone expressed hearty sympathy. Why may he not be very poor and friendless and be having a hard struggle? Oh, I hope not. I do hope Wynne is doing beautifully. He ought to, Miss Powers. He had a hard enough time when he was a little boy. And I think he is. I'm most sure that Wynne would have a great many friends as soon as he got where nice people were. He was so kind and unselfish and so true in every way. What about the people with whom he lived when he was here? Weren't they nice? 
vine made an expressive gesture with eyes and shoulders nice they were just horrid i beg your pardon miss powers i know you don't like such words but if you knew mr and mrs griggs i am sure you wouldn't wonder that winter went away from them just as soon as he could they are not people to like at all mrs griggs sometimes sits before me in church and then i can't sing a bit i keep thinking of win and the way she treated him and talked about him and something comes into my throat just like a big lump and all the sing goes away miss powers regarded the earnest little speaker with an almost regretful air of sympathy she understood her perfectly but what an intense little thing she was would not life have a hard chapter in it for her if she did not center herself on some rock too strong to feel the blasts of circumstances this thought recalled her again to the words she had meant to speak this morning to her little friend vine i am going away to-day you know we are having our last walk together am i to have a sweet memory to carry away with me vine was silent and a deep flush of color stole into her cheeks i'm very anxious about it vine it seems to me you understand the way so well you are such a womanly little girl and have thought so carefully about all these things your responsibility is greater than that of many girls of your age i wish i knew vine dear why it is you hesitate about this it would seem to me to be the most natural thing for you to settle the thing at once i thought you would be one who would give your whole warm heart to the lord jesus as soon as you realized that he was waiting for you i don't understand the delay viney the flush deepened on vine's cheek she looked very grave but seemed to have great difficulty in forming her thought into words i don't know how to answer you miss powers she said at last i do want to please you and to do what is right but i am afraid i don't feel as you would like to have me i want to love the saviour and to please him but if i could do it without ever joining the church i would like it so much better why vine what a strange idea in all my wonderings as to what was keeping my little scholar back i never thought of so strange a reason as this who has said anything to you dear about joining a church nobody ma'am but then they all join churches you know as soon as they think they are christians only last spring that disagreeable mrs griggs joined the church i was there the sunday they received her and it seemed to me she never looked more hateful she spoke to me as she came down the aisle i forgot when i told you no one had said anything about it she did it seems to me alviny you are old enough to be doing your duty too that was what she said nobody calls me alvina except mother when she isn't quite pleased with me and she doesn't say alviny and mrs griggs has no right to be talking to me about my duty i do it better than she does hers i guess oh miss powers you think i am wicked but i can't help it you don't know how i dislike that woman and this was their gentle little vine with her fair sweet face and her pure trustful eyes it was miss powers turn to sigh what a strong hold satan had gotten on this little girl through some early friendship and memory it was difficult to know just what to say but some reply must be made do i understand you vine she said at last 
that you are unwilling to serve the lord because this woman you do not like is trying to do so oh no ma'am said vine shocked at this plain putting of her naughty thoughts i did not mean any such thing i am sure but i don't understand about things very well if miss griggs is a christian since she joined the church i don't think it has improved her a bit it was only last week i heard her say something that she had no right to say something which i most know isn't true i don't like her one bit and i can't if i thought i had to belong to the same church that she did i don't know what i should do i was so sorry when they came out here that i cried all day about it and as for being in her class in sunday school i never will i should run away first gentle indeed a real little pent-up volcano was this cheeks were blazing and her eyes shone like stars miss powers only half understood the situation that the little girl's fierce dislike to mrs griggs was connected in some way with her early friend to whom she had been so steadily true was evident and putting several chance words together miss powers began to suspect that the boy in question had taken very unceremonious leave of his friends in this region she was inclined to think vine's estimate of him was much too high and that in all probability her judgment of mrs griggs was correspondingly overdrawn but none of these thoughts would be helpful to vine just now we are getting away from the subject about which i wanted to talk with you she said speaking in a low grave tone dear vine the last thing i wish to urge upon you is the uniting with any church you are not in the least ready to do anything of the kind that is just what i am trying to say burst forth vine people join churches and they aren't a bit better and folks look at them and think they ought to be and are going to be and they aren't and then folks are disappointed and they do harm and i don't want to do it the tears were starting now and a little light was thrown upon the scene miss powers began to understand that this was not all passion vine had been watching mrs griggs had been expecting improvement because she had united herself with the church had not seen the improvement had jumped at the conclusion that there was none had grown afraid that if she were persuaded at any time to take this step the result would be the same with her what was the wise way in which to answer the impetuous child woman vine miss powers said after a moment of quiet speaking very low won't you try to get your thoughts entirely away from any church and from any other persons than yourself and the lord jesus christ let us talk about you two he has asked you to let him come into your heart and live there helping you each hour to think the thought speak the word do the act which in your judgment enlightened by him would be the nearest right what he wants of you is the decision to take him as your friend and follow his directions whether they are hard or easy what i am asking you is whether you will accept him and agree to follow his lead there was so long a silence that miss powers almost thought her intense little friend did not mean to answer at last she spoke low her voice tremulous with feeling miss powers what if he should want me to go into that woman's class she is getting up miss powers was startled and perplexed how was she to lead this fierce little heart 
my dear she said trying to calm her by the very gentleness of her voice you are not doing what i asked i did not want you to put any woman between your heart and the invitation of jesus but since you put the question i must answer you it will not do for you to put a what if between his invitation and your answer that is a mistake which grown people are constantly making only they make the issues larger than yours the heart must understand that whatever the lord directs it intends to do or there is no opening of the door for him he will not come into a divided heart a heart which says in some things i will obey you but in this and this and this i must have my own way you are a thoughtful and sensible little girl vine you would not expect even a human friend who had the right to direct you to accept such a position as that would you how much less the lord in point of fact it is not often that he calls upon people to make the sacrifice which satan tries to push into their minds as a fearful one but whether he does or not is not the question now having allowed a what if to come into your heart vine you must get rid of it by the determination to do whatever he says or you really cannot belong to him however much you may wish it i wonder if you understand me vine i am talking in an older fashion than would do for most people of your age because you seem so womanly in your thoughts the question was asked half of herself she was a good deal puzzled with vine certainly she was not prepared for the passionate outburst which followed vine suddenly crouched down in the shadow of one of the great trees put her two brown hands over her face and burst into a perfect torrent of tears and sobs rocking her little frame back and forth as though a storm had gotten hold of her which she was powerless to withstand i know it i know it she wailed out i can't be good i knew i couldn't i have tried and i have prayed and i can't be willing to go in her class or have her talk to me or look at me she was so hateful you don't know i never had but just one friend my win he was good so good to me and he was good to everybody and she was mean and hateful and said wicked things and does now and i can't like her if i try and try i like her less every day i almost hate her vine miss powers's hand laid on the hot little forehead felt like a cool lily pad did you ever tell the lord jesus about this vine ceased her violent weeping and sat still tell him she murmured at last in a tone which was almost awe-stricken yes did you ever tell him all about it as you are telling me of course he knows yet his direction is that for our own sakes we tell him the story of course you cannot help these bitter feelings do you suppose he expects you to do so if you could make your heart right yourself where would be the need of his help there is not a right thought about this woman which you can make yourself feel you cannot make yourself want to speak to her or think of her no one knows this better than the lord yet his plan is that if you really want his help you are to tell him the story i do not suppose you even care to forgive the woman you would rather not forgive her you cannot make yourself want to do anything else but knowing that you ought to feel differently there is just one thing you can do 
it is your part you can give that heart which is full of hard feelings and self-will and bitterness into the lord's hands and tell him you want it to be made a fit place for him vine will you give it to him but miss powers if i should do that of course it would be the same as saying i was ready to join the church and was willing to miss powers interrupted her no vine i am not asking you to make any ifs or join any church or be willing to go or to do the question is simply this will you open the door for jesus to come in by telling him that your heart is all wrong and you want it made right just as you would tell me if i had assured you that i was both able and willing to do all the rest for you will you viney chapter eight